We love rainbows, don't we? I mean, just, they're beautiful. I, I love what Sam did in the children's time. I mean, children relate to rainbows. We, we all just love rainbows. We, we see one in the sky and we stop and, ah, uh, oh, sometimes we get out our cell phones, we take a picture of it and we send it to friends. We, we just love rainbows, don't we? And uh, rainbows, uh, let's see, uh, something about the Irish and leprechauns. Uh, what's at the pot of gold at the yeah foot of the rainbow and and then you hear Judy Garland singing right do you hear her singing somewhere over the rainbow yeah and do you hear Kermit the Frog <laughs> why are there so many songs about rainbows right right I mean there's rainbows just all around us and um, I know in the United Methodist Church, the rainbow has become very important in the Reconciling Ministries Network, that that is a symbol of inclusiveness of all kinds of people, even people of different sexual orientation. And we say, We're, you're welcome here. And rainbow says, all colors, all welcome here. Everybody's included. And on the walk to Mass that uh, we were just praying for, rainbow is a very important symbol. And uh, I have this beautiful stole that uh, kind of picks that up, and we put it on crosses like this, and uh, isn't that beautiful? Rainbow of the colors, that's what that means there. As rainbows, as beautiful as they are, though, uh, there's a deeper meaning behind that rainbow being up in the sky. Where did it come from? Well, let's, uh, I had a friend of mine, Martin Payne, I asked for his help, and he, he loaned me this. What is this? Yeah, so what do you do with uh, this kind of bow? Huh? What do you do with this? Let's see, is this how it goes? You notch the arrow, is that right here, like this? Uh, is this how it goes? Is this how it goes? This is the part where you're supposed to be going like this. <laughs> yeah. Huh? So the bow was used for war, for fighting, for harming, killing. <laughs> right? And what does God say when God puts the rainbow in the sky? God says... Oh, that's appropriately placed. Yeah. I disarm myself. I put my bow in the sky so that you know I am not out to destroy you. You've probably never thought about that before, have you? When you see the rainbow, see that God says, I choose to disarm myself. I put my bow in the sky to remind you. It is a covenant that God makes with us. Did you see that word in the scripture passage that we had read for us? Did you, you probably weren't counting how many times the word covenant was used in just those few verses. Seven times God says, this is my covenant, the covenant I make with you, my covenant that I make with you in all creation, God says, Seven times. What is a covenant? It's, it's different from a contract. Some of you have entered into contracts, yes? 
Yes, you, you sign a lease on a car, you buy a house, you enter into a business partnership, and this is what you do in a contract. You say, uh, well, here's what I want out of the deal, and the other person says, well, this is what I want out of the deal, and you negotiate terms and you come up with a contract, right? A covenant is different because a covenant comes from God unilaterally, <laughs> unexpected, and God says, here it is. Take it, please, <laughs> because I want you to live. See, we all want to cut our own deals with God. Am I, am I right? We want to say, here, God, here are my terms. Uh, let's negotiate. Let's talk about it. And God says, no, here's the deal. Take it or leave it. But please take it because this is good for you. I want you to live. During the season of Lent, this 40 days of preparation before Easter, I'm going to be preaching about covenants. And our word that we can use in our language today is promises, God's promises with us. Today it is this rainbow promise that God has for us. In this promise, when God says, I hang up my bow in the sky, I disarm myself, how does that get played out in our lives if God says, I'm not out to destroy you? We can trust God's promises. It really irritates me when Hurricane Katrina hits New Orleans and there are some prominent people that seem to speak for God and they say, oh, that's God's punishment upon the wickedness of New Orleans. Is, is that the God you know? Is that the God of the rainbow? It says, yeah, I'm, I'm going to pick on this community here. I'm out to destroy them. I mean, that, this just doesn't make any sense to me. Or when that disease of AIDS came along and some people would say, oh, see, that's against those people of that lifestyle. huh? They're gay, and so that's God's punishment against them to bring death to them. Is that, is that the God you know? Is that the God of the rainbow promise? You see how we can uh, get God wrong sometimes. The God of the rainbow says, no, I'm not out to destroy you or anyone or anything. We can't say about this God when something bad happens to other people. They had it coming. That's God's judgment upon them. That's God's punishment. That's not the God of the rainbow promise. I need to do a little contexting here, a little Bible study with you. These stories, like this story of Noah and the ark, and by the way, don't go see the movie, the current movie. No, it's awful. It's, it's awful, absolutely awful. I, it's one of the very few movies that I ever walked out of, you know. Just terrible. So anyhow, thumbs down. Okay, all right. Anyhow, the context of this, this story of uh, Noah and the Ark and the rainbow promise is this. It wasn't written right after it happened, <laughs> okay? Many, many years, hundreds of years later, the story uh, was written down by the Hebrew people. There, there, if you go in the ancient Near East, there are stories of the flood in many of the different cultures and religions 
But the Hebrew people, our Jewish forefathers and mothers, they remembered the story a little bit differently than those other people who wrote the story. The story in the Hebrews in our Old Testament was written about the 6th century before Christ. At a time when the Hebrew people were captives, were exiles in Babylonia. They had been taken from Jerusalem and Israel up into Babylon. And there, they, the theologians, people like me, sat around and they said, is God for us or against us? And they remembered the story of Noah and the flood and the ark, and they said, God is for us. God's promise is not to destroy us. And we're going to hang on to this story and we're going to translate it this way. Pretty good context. When you feel like you're in exile, when God is against you, remember the rainbow promise. It's for you. God is not out to destroy you. God is out to help you to live and to thrive it says in the story that we have that when God sees the rainbow in the sky, God will remember God's promise and not destroy the earth. Does God forget? Think about this. Twice in the story it says, God says, uh, when I see the rainbow, I will remember my promise. Does God forget? I'm thinking those Hebrews in exile, they, they said, we need to remember that God remembers. <laughs> and so we're going to write the story this way. We need to remember people today that God remembers God's rainbow promise and is not out to destroy us. The flood came because the people were wicked. I, I know there's not wickedness around today. There's no evil around us, or even in you, right? No, no. And God said, I will utterly destroy the earth in the flood. And God rescued Noah and the family through the ark. When the Hebrews remembered this story, what they remembered was that God can change. <laughs> God can change. God is not just about justice, about us getting what we deserve, but God who is full of mercy, God who says, I disarm myself. I don't know about you, but I need to hear that almost daily. <laughs> that God is in relationship with us, like Sam was saying. And that relationship matters. We matter. And that God can do unpredictable grace-filled, merciful things, even for you and even for those people around you that you can't possibly understand how they can be so evil. This amazing God of the rainbow promise. In this way, this rainbow promise foreshadows what happens on Easter, <laughs> that unpredictable, unilateral event that God does and brings life out of death and says, all your sin is forgiven. And life comes out of the tomb. Jesus rises again. This is a foreshadowing of that big, big promise that God has made to us in Jesus Christ. What will you take from this message this day? 
Maybe you noticed that the covenant, this rainbow promise, was for all of creation. Did you notice that? It wasn't just for humankind. Maybe that we have a role in taking care of this earth and remembering that God is not out to destroy. Maybe we should remember we're not out to destroy creation either. That's a good message. That'd be something for you to take away. How would you live into that? Maybe it's how you treat other people or even treat yourself, maybe more full of mercy. And when you see a rainbow, wherever it is, <laughs> wherever it is, wherever it is, up in the sky, you remember, oh yeah, that's not just a beautiful symbol, but that's God's disarming. And that God is not out to destroy me or anyone. And maybe we'll change because of that too. The good news I have to share with you this day is that God is not the God of destruction, of chaos. They do not have the last word. God is the God of the rainbow promise. That's the good news I have to share. Amen.